All right, we are live for a Thursday edition of the People's Talk Show. And I'm looking forward to finding out what's on your radar. And so I came across a lot of interesting stories on my end. And so I thought I would come on and share with you what's happening, what's mainstream, what's not. Share my opinion as well as get your take as well. So welcome to the live stream. Hope everyone is doing well. Uh, as always, want to make sure I welcome any first time viewers. Definitely let me know where you're watching from. And also the most important part of this show is the phone portion. This number here, 313-462-0027 is a number that you can call when it opens up to uh, let your voice be heard. And so looking forward to connecting as always, man, excited to be back um, and to uh, be able to uh, connect with the community. And so let me uh, check in, make sure everything is going smoothly on my side and we should be good to go. And it looks like as always, uh, the, the, the algorithms didn't notify anybody because I didn't get notified of my own live stream. So it's good to say it might take a minute for more people to plug in. But anyway, got about four or five stories, give or take. And then also want to get your thoughts on what's happening out here in this crazy world we live in. And so before I move forward, if you have not, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Show your boy some love. Hopefully that helps, but I'm not banking on it. As also, if you find any value here, feel free to share so more people can get plugged in and find out what's going on outside of the mainstream lies. Okay, so let me just check in real quick. Acknowledge a couple of people. So it looks like people might be coming in. Um, <laughs> we got Barlight Broker checking in, AG Stackerdom. Uh, we got uh, Supernatural. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's up, my friend? Uh, Mr. Belvedere checking in. Says, is the cyber attack still happening in Vegas? Um, that I'm not familiar with. Didn't hear anything about Vegas being the, the actual target for things to kick off at. But then again, I got a story about uh, an event that's taking place in Nigeria. And I have my suspicions as to why that is. But it has a lot to do with uh, blackouts. Could be caused by a cyber event who knows but it's causing a lot of issues in the country that it's not already it's not it's not in the best shape to say the least but i think there's a lot more to that story i'm gonna share my thoughts on that uh stevenson mike good to see you same here my friend appreciate your ads in the building uh new queen of rap says are you excited for 2024 uh great question actually i am um just be, regardless of you know all the things that's had taking place all the doom and gloom there's still opportunity out here. And so uh, outside of just, hey, getting a chance to see another year is the first thing to be grateful for. But beyond that, you know, it's an opportunity to continue to grow as a person, improve yourself, as well as, you know, spend time with family, friends and loved ones. And on top of that, you know, I guess tap into some of the things that really excites your heart. So 2024, I always look forward to starting off a new year uh, with the expectation of God doing, you know, more great things through me the way he always has. So. I definitely am excited. And uh, if out of curiosity, let me know what excites you about 2024. I figured that'd be a good uh, question to put out there to, to the community. You know, what excites you guys for the remainder of this year or perhaps even next year? And so a lot, of be, lot to be thankful for. All right. Uh, Brittany is free. I'm not sure. Is that uh, Brittany Spears? Is that? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been following that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Rolf, appreciate you bringing in something hot. Let me check this out real quick. It says Ukrainians apparently have a heap of dirt on Joe Biden and Zelensky is visiting Washington, D.C. to tell the Americans that they are going to expose Joe and Hunter if the U.S. doesn't keep the dough flowing. Um, I don't doubt it. And one of the concerns I would have if I was Zelensky, believe me, he's only in that position because he was placed there. And so just as easily as he was just as easily as he was placed there. It's good to say he can easily be replaced. So he needs, I would, you know, if that is the case, I would encourage him to be a little cautious because, you know, mind you, he's just a puppet. He's not like a primary player that has any true meaning to them. He's just being used. Mind you, I'm sure you all saw those photos, videos of him doing some type of dance contest in a thong or something like that. Just he's a comedian. He was an actor. So I don't really expect much from him. But uh, if he is bold enough to do that, to come to this land begging demanding more funds he must have gotten word from somebody behind him who's you know telling him to you know hey this is what we want you to do so 
that that would be my suspicion. That would be my thought about that. All right. Okay. So let me uh, stop wasting time for those that are plugged in. If, as I mentioned, hit the thumbs up button, man. I just, I just, it just, it'll be great if more people were able to be notified. But then again, it is what it is. But also, I'm streaming over on Rumble. So for all my people here, if you are on uh, Rumble, I encourage you to go over there as well because your boy is streaming there as well. So I'm trying to plug in more there just in case. Anyway, okay, let me keep it moving. Let me get myself together here. Okay, interesting things. Okay, so once again, the, the, the stats don't lie. You know, everybody's aware of the current conditions of the economy. So there's no real surprises anywhere. But then again, it's interesting how the figures that Central Bank uses to measure, engage, and to determine whether or not they're going to be hiking next week or not, um, it's, 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 it baffles me. But then again, it's not for me to understand just because they don't really make or call any shots. They just basically try to use the narrative of controlling interest rates at this current moment to keep people dialed in and always plugged into whenever Jerome Powell and the FOMC meets because the bond market ultimately dictates what exactly will happen. And um, let me see. It says death by regard. Uh, death said no point in having stocks when for a week T bills pay 5%. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's, that's a problem. That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem because because of that activity there is the reason why deposits are leaving the system, even for the globally systemic important banks, which is eventually going to cause issues for them. And then also it's, it's flooding into the money markets and things like that. And so all that cash is sitting there isn't good for the economy because it's not circulating. It's sitting there earning greater interest, of course. But then again, the economy can't run if currency don't flow. So we're going to have some issues with that. So it's just a doom loop all in one. So that's why, like, you know, just my, my initial thought is as someone observing all this, it, you know, pretty much we got a front row. So everybody who's tuned in now, you have a front row seat to see how all this craziness unfolds. So we get a chance to really learn from a variety of, you know, um, you know, in, you know, educators to kind of put together a thesis as to how we're going to respond in this. And so one of my primary premises heading into the next year is to keep your cash flow coming, stay out of consumption style debt, look for opportunities that are extremely cheap, that has a lot of upside potential given a turnaround in the, in the economy. That's if that's if the Federal Reserve and other central banks respond in normal fashion of having some type of deflationary crash and then them deciding to turn back on the spigot will ultimately flow into those assets that are undervalued, unappreciated, underpriced, which would definitely provide a lot of um, capital for the redeploying into other things that uh, can also earn you and allow you to enjoy uh, being a wise steward at this current in this current time frame. So, okay, all right, I'm rambling too much. All right, let's get to some headlines real quick, man. Then open up the phone lines. And we'll see where this takes us. Uh, let me see here. Okay, first thing on. First things first. Let's talk. Okay, so PPI figures came out. Uh, not too surprising, but just just as I mentioned before, the numbers aren't adding up for for their own case of fighting inflation, but it says U.S. PPI sees significant surge in August led by gasoline and energy. And so it's the same thing with the CPI, gasoline and energy is no way around that. Gasoline and energy is one thing the Federal Reserve and FOMC and the EU and everybody else, they can't control that. It's the real resources that come out of the ground that the world is dependent upon that keeps the system together, all these central banks and the institutions that's associated with them, all they do is just create fictitious digits to give a price value for those items. But then again, it's all subject to, especially when it comes to oil, the Middle East, the fact that they're withholding thousands of, I'm sorry, millions of barrels of oil deliberately to drive the price up is not something that they can combat on this side by punching in some numbers on the screen. So, it's going to be a problem. So we'll see how they respond to this resurgence of PPI and CPI, and we'll see what they do. More than likely, it's going to lead to some type of interest rate pause. So they'll let the previous hikes catch up to the current time frame. Then they'll deal with the consequences of whatever comes at that moment. So we'll see. But anyway, just keeping you up to date on what's happening with those figures there. 
Okay, let me uh, close some windows here. So I got too much stuff open. All right, the very next one is a it's pretty much the leading story I wanted to talk about because I came across this late. But then again, uh, it's the symptom of more than just Bidenomics. Bidenomics is just a cover because he's currently in, in, in office right now. And so previous administrations all have a bout with, you know, an increase in prices at some time just because it's a monetary phenomenon. It's caused by central banking and, of course, commercial banking and their ability to create currency out of nowhere. It's, the, it's the ultimately the privatization of our currency, which is leading to all these problems at this current moment. But I thought this was interesting because here we have Georgia governor declares state of emergency over inflation. And of course, this article here, you know, they add a little, add a little something on top by saying blames Bidenomics. So he didn't actually blame Bidenomics, but he blamed the White House. So it's one and the same, I guess. So anyway, real quick, I'll thumb through some highlights from this article here. And also just by a you know show of hands in the chat, thumbs up or thumbs down. Let me know if you guys uh, like the attempt to try to summarize things in a more um uh, in a more mm, quick and precise method with these little quick bullets here that I grabbed. But any, anyway, real quick here. Um, so Governor Kemp, he suspends the state's gas tax temporarily until October 12th, says the tax suspension results in savings of 31.2 cents for regular gasoline and 35 cents for diesel. So just those numbers in and of itself. I know from myself personally, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm out getting gas, I know what areas are usually the cheapest. So I definitely go to those areas first. So like, especially in certain pockets of the city, we have, we have gas stations. It's always 20 cents cheaper. And so if, in the, and for example, in Georgia, everybody know where to go to get their gas. At. So imagine going there and it's, you know, it's usually 20 cents cheaper than everywhere else. All of a sudden now it's 50 cents cheaper. So that adds up a little bit in your pocket. So I can see how a lot of people might be kind of happy about that one. It says here, Kemp blames the Biden administration for the inflation hike. And so once again, you know, the political spiel, you got to point the blame towards something that's, you know, direct and obvious and mainstream. So he, he blames it on the Biden administration. Never touch on the real issues, which is the monetary and fiscal collision that we're having right now. But then I get his point. He's just trying to push back because of all the damage that's been done right now, probably on Trump, especially in Georgia. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. But it says here, gas prices in Georgia have increased significantly in the past year. So the average gas price in Georgia was $3.24 in September of last year. Now it's increased by 33 cents. So basically it's three fifty seven right now. So what they're basically saying on average, with this little 30 percent decrease, it's going to be three dollars and 20 cents. It's going to be the same price it was last year. It says with the tax suspension, filling up a 15 gallon tank costs forty eight dollars compared to fifty three with the tax. So you save five dollars, basically. So he's acting like that's a big deal. So anyway, it's just interesting how a state of emergency was declared because of the gas prices. And so the question is, will there be other states that follow this type of emergency measure due to gas prices? So yeah, thought this was interesting just because state of emergency for gas. I'm like, if, if, if he's declaring a state of emergency over some gas, clearly he don't know what they're working towards because it's going it, it, based upon the current trends. It stands to be a lot worse. OK, I got uh, about to take it somewhere else. Uh, Jay says diesel right now, these are five bucks now in Arizona. Okay. Diesel is five. Okay. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. We get to get some more stories. Appreciate you guys. Okay. So here's another, uh, interesting development that I tried to get some updated information on, but it's very telling of what happens when your resources are, are they're basically taken away from you and you're forced to scramble on the fly to try to um, make do when it comes to energy. And so this article here came out this morning and it says Nigeria hit by a widespread blackout and a total system collapse. So apparently from what I've gathered, the entire country or good chunks of it just went black. 
completely out. Now I don't know what the point, what the point, what the issue was. But my first thought was that Nigeria was just two, three weeks ago caught up in between the ECOWAS and the Western's push to respond to Niger and Nigeria Congress said that no, we will not get involved in that. And so Nigeria has been a puppet state all along. And for them all of a sudden now the Congress to turn and turn the tide and go the opposite way. So my suspicion is that this was probably an intentionally done act. It was system was sabotaged by some people who wanted to send an example to the Congress and to everybody else as to what will happen if you don't obey. That's just my suspicion. I could be 100% wrong, but we'll, we'll, but we'll tell. But here's one of the main things I wanted to uh, show you out of this. Just the cost of energy. Now people are scrambling to get generators. And so it's costing an arm and a leg for people to go basically get their generators up. And so a lesson to be learned, emergency backup power, extremely important, people extremely important make sure you got something whether it be a gas generator solar generator or something just because when stuff hit the fan everybody and their mother gonna be scrambling to try to get something let me get myself together here okay so real quick i'll thumb through just some highlights in the article uh it says the country's power grid is known for its uh, erratic performance despite being a major oil and gas producer so they got they're naturally rich in all the things that it would take to keep your grid up and running but then again, it all gets exported somewhere else. It says this incident marked the most serious outage in a year with several previous grid collapses in 2022. It says the recent blackout was a attributed to an explosion and fire on a transmission line connecting two power plants in Nigeria state. So explosion connecting two power plants in Nigeria state. So the explosion. Okay. Yeah. It might, okay. I had to mention this. There was a, Another meat processing plant that was burning today, if I'm not mistaken. I saw that. So just all these explosions and yeah, not natural. Says less than 50% of Niger's power population has access to a regular power supply, leading many homes and businesses to use generators and other alternatives. Says Nigeria's potential power production is 12,500 MVs, but it typically generates only a quarter of that. Says at the peak of the outage, power levels had risen well beyond what they can afford. And so one of the other issues, or not issues, but one of the other parts of the article was talking about people basically scrambling to get solar generators and how in the midst of a crisis, if you can find them, imagine the cost. Cost of getting a generator, say if it's originally $200 or whatever for some small, when lights go out, quadruple that, 300, 400, easy. So take care of those matters now because you never know when the lights might go off. And as much as they're using that as a threat here in the West, it could be any moment in a sense. Okay, keep it moving. Um, here, uh, here is something that I think we're gonna hear more about as the economic conditions deteriorate. CBDCs, it's been a minute since I talked about it, but while all these events are occurring, all of the distractions, diversion tactics, aliens, and all the other stuff is being talked about. The central banks and the tech community are steadily building away. So SWIFT. So like right now, I haven't I haven't dived into it much, but SWIFT, which has been known as one of the slowest messaging services that communicates globally, has had a major upgrade behind the scenes to where they're transmitting messages, i.e. transactions in record amounts of time, i.e. they've connected to some type of black blockchain network on the back end. And of course, ISO 20022 is everybody's favorite go-to. And they got all the alleged projects in there that people are excited about. And so I got my thoughts on that as well. So, you know, we'll go from there, but it says Swift enrolls three central banks interoperability beta test so interoperability that was the whole narrative of the decentralized space now all of a sudden the centralized community central banks appear to have perfected the interoperability factor of being able to have multiple central banks connecting 
in a variety in their own currencies and have it have it exchanged in real time using i would say cfi <laughs> technology and so uh one of the interesting things here i was reading another article and it was talking about the banks that were included but then it said there were some banks that uh that were also included but their names can't be mentioned so I'm thinking like, hmm, I wonder what banks that can't be mentioned. So obviously it's one of the G7 banks because those banks are some of the most recognized and usable banks and currencies. And so right here, they're testing the beta test with some with some smaller central banks that nobody really cares about. But then again, it's all about laying the framework for what they have coming. So real quick information on what this is about. It says Swift announced that the three central banks, including Hong Kong Monetary Authority and the Central Bank of Kazakhstan, have joined the beta phase of a CBDC interoperability project. So it's like just, you just throw in Kazakhstan just because they're like, you know, they just want to be a part of something. It says SWIFT has entered uh, has entered a new phase of sandbox testing for CBDCs with over 30 participants, including major banks like Royal Bank of Canada, the Bank of France and HSBC. So this sandbox testing is what started back in March when I talked about it earlier in the year when they made it known that they are now beginning to test. And I say, whenever they're telling us they're testing, more than likely it's already done. And they're probably just working out the kinks because they're definitely using the technology. It says Swiss, Swiss has been involved in various CBDC projects, including a wholesale CBD project, CBDC project with the New York Federal Reserve Bank. And so Swift has already finished their program. And I, I, I want to say, it's it's connected to the Fed wire. I talked about that a while ago, and pretty much at this current moment, there were a li there are several lists of central banks that have already plugged in, and on that same list that I saw, because I think it's it's from uh, I think it's from the Swift. Uh, it was I found it in some back pages somewhere, but it showed you the schedule of central banks that were going to plug in, and what caught me by surprise was on that same list of central banks was Russia and China. And so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, either this was before the alleged rift between the BRICS and the West and the East pulling apart and all this Ukraine stuff, or just out of formality, it's only natural that if you have a central bank, you automatically want to plug in because you want to take advantage of the tech as well as have access to the systems so that you can do international trade. And so Russia and China was on that list, but they were set to be brought in or plugged in. I want to say it was like 2026 20, or something like that. It was it was down the line because they were at the end of the list and they had all the smaller banks up front. But when I saw Russia and China, I'm thinking like, well, hold on. If they're working on their own, but they also plug it in here, like, you know, so are they selling us a bunch of hot air with all this back and forth, you know, battling East versus West stuff? And all along, they are already going to plug in and Things will flow smoothly just in a new, entirely, entirely new system, which is probably what I'm suspecting is the case. And so all this stuff we're seeing right now literally is all smoke and mirrors like they're working together in unison, trying to accomplish the same goal to reboot the monetary system and to lessen the freedom and choices we have in this new one. So um, Mike Otto says HBAR, Stellar, XDC and XLM. So. Here's the thing with that, Michael. Um, if it's if it's so H bar, even though I, even though I do host my H bar, I'll be upfront. Just because a lot of these projects here, I do speculate with, just because the, the potential upside is too great to pass by. But then again, if it doesn't work, it's not a it's not it's not an end be all. But H bars especially, phenomenal project not even a blockchain. They have their own unique protocol, one of many. But then again, their blockchain or their network went down earlier this year and they stopped all activity on their network. And so after seeing that, it even convinced me even more that all of these centrally controlled companies, because that's what they are, they are just companies that are working with the centrally controlled controllers that's trying to create this reset. So just as easy as they're building for them, I would imagine a part of their agreement is that when when it's time to flip the switch and to really reveal 
the real use case of all this tech, I would imagine a lot of these projects will probably cut off access to wallets that are not KYC, AML, or approved via having, you know, sacrifice and working with, you know, whoever, you know, they want you to pledge allegiance to just because that's how easy it is because it's their network. You know, you have a piece of it through their tokens, but once again, they have the on and off access points through that through their own network. So that's just something to be cautious of because I do see a time where when the where the veil where the veil is removed and we're able and we're exposed to what's really going on. Cause I still do believe flat out that the tokenization it, they're working to build tech to tokenize the world for their own benefit, not for you and I. So they'll have access to tokenized houses, cars, call you, because they, they want to tokenize you, us <laughs> as well. Out, you know, and that includes linking our social security number to a blockchain, because right now it's on paper in, in the basement of the DFCCC, whatever the hell that is. But they want to tokenize your social security number so that you are a property on their ledger. That's what this is about. And so you won't have access to you know, withdraw your coins, which is for referring to you, your energy, your time, and your efforts. It belongs to them in a sense. But then again, in the short term, there will be a great opportunity to take advantage of. It. I do believe that. Okay. I'm rambling too much. Okay. Um, so speaking of CBDCs, here's another little headline. I think it's worth mentioning. There are people out there pushing back or putting up a front to push back. I don't know. You guys let me know, but it says rep Tom Emer reintroduces anti-CBDC bill to Congress. And so once again, as much as this sounds like, oh, no, he you know, loves his country. Okay, it won't work. And I don't mean to be pessimistic, but it's like it's, it's him and 49 other people who sign on to this bill that won't even see the light of day because the system in of itself is greater than this small little portion. The only way the CBDC will not be introduced is if 300 plus million, 300 plus million Americans come to the realization of what's going on and we each demand change within our own states with our own governors and then our governors who listen to the people and then the governors reenact gold and silver within the state as legal tender money, which it already is, to be utilized. And from the state level, changes happen. Nothing's going to happen on the federal level at all. But then again, I don't want to say never, but it's very unlikely. But just a real quick synopsis as to what's going on here. It says, Representative Tom Emer and 49 co-sponsors have revived the CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act to safeguard Americans' financial privacy. They argue that the CBDC could compromise privacy and individual sovereignty, labeling it a surveillance tool, 100%. Emer initially proposed a bill back in January 22 and formally introduced a bill in Congress this year. The bill prohibits the Federal Reserve from issuing CBDCs to individuals and using them for monetary policy. So, like, you know, he's, he's like, Emer and the 49 people, sure, they, it sounds good, but they're too late in the game. They, they just don't realize how far we are in this system to where it, it's no turning back. And just for the sake of what, I, what I'm talking about, if politicians really want to make change, the time to make change, let me just zoom in. Let me, let me zoom in and move myself out of the way. The time to make change would have been back here when gold and silver was still in the psyche of the American population. And so it would have been worthwhile had there been true lovers of our country to not allow the Federal Reserve, which is our third central bank, to come into power and basically signing over our national currency to a private entity. And bit by bit, they've been working towards this agenda of removing metals first. Now they're removing paper at some point and all they want to have us with is digits and so as we can see here i love little visual aids like this but as you can see here electronic currency has been heavily utilized the dollar aka the dollar i prefer to call it a federal reserve note 
it has been digital predominantly since the 60s. And so here we are now, 2023, and they want to pass a anti-CBDC bill. We've already been on digital currencies. It's just been commercial bank digital currencies. Now they're trying to transfer it into the hands of the central bank solely to create a central bank digital currency. So a little too late for that bill, but I do see its point. And I wish it was something that they could do about it, but I would hold my breath. And so last article here, and I'll stop boring you. Uh, here is some good news. Here is some good news here. This is some good news. This kind of got me excited. Uh, I'm not excited, but it's just, you know, another option out here because it's by Keith Newmeyer. Uh, and uh, I'm actually reaching out to him, trying to get it back on the show. But uh, First Majestic opened silver minting facility in Nevada, citing incredible demand. And so First Majestic, you know, I definitely, you know, that's a that's a mining company that I am a shareholder in just because Keith, you know, having talked to him and seeing his vision, you know, he's gun ho or making sure he gets metal out of the ground and gets it into the people's hands. So if you guys want some quality silver with very low premiums, I would encourage you to visit First Majestic's website because they they sell directly now. But it's even better. They they open up a mint now in Nevada. And so this is going to be something worth taking advantage of because it's good to say he's going to, he's competing in a very, uh, in a very um, heavily contested market with some of the big boys. And so I'd imagine he has something up his sleeve to where he is. He is his own plug. He is the source. It's his company that gets the metal out of the ground. So you don't have to go through no other parties to get metals into your hands. So uh, I would say, check that out. It might be something worthwhile. And I'm going to try to get him on the show to, have him share his uh, uh, latest news with you guys. Anyway, okay, so enough of me ranting. I've ranted now for 30 minutes. Now let's uh, open up the phone lines. But before I do that, we got 131 people here. Appreciate you guys for blessing with your presence. Let's see. We got, uh, let me see here. We only got, I see five thumbs up. Five. I could be wrong, but I see five thumbs up. Can you, I mean, just for the sake of being in the community, Show your fellow community members some love by being willing to hit that thumbs up button one time just so that uh, YouTube know that you guys enjoy the content and enjoy the community. So hit that thumbs up button if you don't mind, and that'll go a long way. And so what I'm going to do right now is share with you a little bit of an update from Four Patriots, which is something, you know, like you never be too prepared. And on top of that, you get a 10% discount for your first time. So hopefully you guys are taking advantage of that because I know I have. But here's a quick little update and we'll get into the phone line. So have some quick, some questions, some thoughts or something ready for your boy. Do you have backup power for emergencies? The power grid here in the U.S. is outdated and at least two thirds of the grid is 25 years older or more. That's why having your own solar power is more important than ever. With the Patriot Power Generator, you will never be without power. You can take it with you on the go or use it indoors. Yet it's powerful enough for your phones, medical devices, or even your fridge. And right now, you can go to 4 and use the code RTD to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. That even includes the Patriot Power Generator. You'll also get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order, plus free shipping on orders over $97, and a portion of every sales donated to charities that support our veterans and their families. Just go to 4 use code RTD to get 10% off. That's 4 use code RTD to get yours today. All right, people, we are back and we are live. Let's talk. So feel free, as always, to give me a call. I want to hear from you guys just because there's no talk show unless you're talking to somebody. So I've gotten off my chest all the things that caught my attention. What's catching your attention? So the phone lines are open. We'll see what it takes us this evening. If you got a thought, idea, suggestion, feel free to share it. If not, forever hold your peace. Um, uh yeah so yvette says 90 appreciate that so i was i was also looking at a screen i forgot to refresh it so i didn't so when i saw i think the first five i saw was from earlier in the stream so forgive me danny good from brunswick new brunswick canada how you doing my friend appreciate you for joining us uh what happened to all the infrastructure investments uh the infrastructure investments as far as what was that one of the one of the acts or one of the bills that, that was passed i have no idea that those funds were whatever the bill's name is, it lets you know what's not going to happen. So infrastructure bill, was it fight infrastructure inflation act or some crap like that? 
it goes to the complete opposite. So I wouldn't, we all know the money didn't make its way to where it's supposed to go. Cause you know, within that 6,000 page bill, they had Zelensky, his mama, his daddy, his cousins, Biden, the big guy got paid. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it, the criminality that takes place is so in front of our face. It's so there. And it's like, man, like just one individual, what can you do about it? Like, you know, you just can't do anything about it. It's just, it's just one thing I do encourage me and remind me to do is I know we've been robbed. I know the system is literally through inflation, through taxation naturally, and just through the way the system operates. We're being robbed every day. So it encourages me to take some of my time and energy when I do earn our national currency. I enjoy being able to redeem them and to get into things that I believe has value short and long term. And so that's one of the ways that I'm like, okay, well, you know, Lord willing, I get to live long enough to enjoy some of that wise stewardship. But then again, if I don't, my kids will, hopefully. Okay. Um, let's get a call in. So I see the question, Elias. I'm gonna get to you in a second. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Online broker from the internet. Online Barley broker. What's up, my friend? Uh, two quick. I'll get off here real quick. Yes, sir. Give uh, it number to one, we need those, those all those suffering in Hawaii. Number two, there's another good channel you'd probably be interested in. Also, it's called uh, Coffee with Jesus and Vincent Rhodes on on YouTube. Coffee with Jesus. Okay. Correct. I uh, check that out. I've not, I've not heard of that one. Okay. So you say. So what about you? Say what about Hawaii again? Pray for those people. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, and that's another thing I I haven't mentioned it not once. So yeah, that's just one of many things, man. So uh, what's the latest? Like, what I haven't followed it beyond the initial first couple of days and seeing Oprah and The Rock trying to swindle money from people. But what's the latest? Like, I'm, I'm assuming they're talking making making a smart island or something crap like that. Misery and destruction for those poor people, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, definitely, man. That is something that way to bring it back to the table. Appreciate you, man. You. Yeah, be good. Uh, yeah. The people of, of Hawaii. I forgot. I mean, didn't forget, but it's just, yeah, it's a lot of things to uh, keep your attention these days. And I did. It did slip my mind. All right, forgive me. Give me some calls, people. I did see some calls. I saw some questions too. I already was. It was one. Uh, uh, so let me go back here. I saw somebody highlighted at RTD something. It was a nice little lengthy paragraph. Uh, Anthony from South Carolina. How you doing, my friend? All right, here's one. Uh, it says RTD. A while back, you said something to the effect of focusing too hard on stacking. All of all, of all the nine thousand IQ moves I've made, I've made over the last five years, stacking is one of that one that I haven't had any regrets. Yeah. So last thing, I, I haven't had any regrets either at all. And so a part of my whole monetary literacy process that I've been on for the last what ten years now, uh, it all started based upon me witnessing what's happening in other countries. And in particular, the one closest and nearest to my heart is Argentina. And so having witnessed that, been a part of that, you know, realizing how you know important money is to the fact I didn't know what money was until when I started accumulating gold and silver It's like, man, like it gave me a sense of like, there is something you can do. You can take you can take back some type of power in your own possession with your knowledge. And then usually with the knowledge comes the actions behind it. And so having a chance to buy or redeem, I'm sorry, fiat for currency, i.e. money in the form of gold and silver has been something that, you know, has definitely blessed me and many others for quite some time now. One thing I did mention that you're referring to is that, like, I talk a lot about that in a preparedness standpoint. But then again, some people might say, okay, what about what? So you're going to just sit and buy, buy gold and silver all your day in life? It, okay, so it serves a purpose as insurance that you never hope to have to file a claim on, but then what are the opportunities? And that's where I'm trying to take more of an opportunistic opportunistic approach towards what's in front of me. And that's where I say, okay, having exposure to different sectors that would allow me to accumulate more and increase my insurance policy down the line. And that's why I've gotten into a lot of speculative things that are somewhat risky, but then again, it's worth it because I think um, done correctly, there'll be great opportunities. So that's kind of what I was talking about. If you can oh, get the mic, wait, all right. That's kind of what I was talking about. So, 
Um, you can never have too much, but then the biggest issue is going to be security as well as having an exit plan or a game plan along the way. All right, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. Genocide of Ukraine will rapidly accelerate this winter, and the USA's plan for USA's plan for the new Israel in Ukraine will start to unfold as well. Oh, Rolf, um, that's deeper than I'm familiar with. But then again, I take it that uh, that information you've gathered and that it has some some validity to it. I just don't I don't know. I, I you know beyond it's been a year now. So think about this: it's been a year now. A year, a year and what, since February of 2022. So a year and five, six, eight months, seven months of a proxy war designed to distract us. And just the way, just how you know it's not a, a real war based upon previous wars. Putin and Zelensky are neighbors and they conduct in life as normal. You got U.S. politicians going to Ukraine and having meetings. Zelensky's flying all over the world. What type of war is this? Like if it's a war, you like you're out for your enemies these cats are just like it's just like you know it's like that it's like uh you know they just you know television it's like a television beef they just talking all that stuff because i don't even think all that stuff is really happening on the borderline like like they're telling us like so i I just think that you know we're not even in a war that's not a war over there that's just a cover-up for a greater agenda and a greater agenda is this whole rift between the west and east the bricks and east and the west is you know just yeah so but there is definitely ukraine definitely is going through some shifts because i've did a video earlier this year about how the world economic forums processes has been enrolled there to where they got the digital id already and they got a, a trial version of think of the cbdc linked to the digital id and i did a video so it's like you know it's when i find out i'm like okay well you know you never, never let a crisis go to waste. So you can either create a crisis or pretend that there is one and then still use it. So. All right. All right. All right, man. I'll be ranting too much, man. Forgive me. <laughs> Let's get to some calls. Ugh. All right, here we go. Hello, caller. What's name? Where you calling from? Low blood pressure. LBP doing good, my friend. What's up with you? And not much, Mike. They already have all this. You own nothing and be happy, Mike. You got stocks, Mike. You own nothing. Your 401k is nothing. The U.S. dollar is a nothing. You got digital nothings in the bank as it is now, Mike. Yeah, very true. But the, but the, but the biggest difference is it hasn't kicked into other people. So they'll be willing to accept those digital nothings. <laughs> So it's not it's not it's not until it becomes as obvious as what's happening in Argentina right now, where the numbers don't lie, because when you go to the store, it says like six thousand pesos rather than a couple a year ago. It says 60 because they've added to zero. So until it becomes something like that, where it was visible and obvious, numerically speaking, people will still take it and everything in between, man. <laughs> look, look, Mike, I, I was on I was on Airbnb speaking of Argentina. Mm-hmm. I was on a little bit of research, and, and it says uh, online, it's just going by what I've been looking, all the property in Argentina, because I wanted to go cash out, you know, and, mm-hmm. and take advantage of their of the disparities, mm-hmm. like, you know, like George Soros likes to do. Yeah. And uh, their properties, they're all based in dollars. A hundred percent. And also, I was like, damn, so I can't even take advantage of these people while they're down, you know? <laughs> And so then, and then the, look, Mike, yeah. I went on Airbnb and I went to Buenos Aires to try to get a, a you know, like pretend like I was going to try to get a hotel or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's all based in dollars, and on Airbnb you could you could uh, like text the people, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I started talking to the guy. I started talking to the guy in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, uh, why is why is your apartment? Because you could you could even haggle. I try haggling, but the, nobody accepts it. But you can do whatever you want, you know. Yeah. So I I text them. I told the guy, hey, how come the prices the Uh oh, you got cut off there. Yo, oh, okay, you heard what I said? No, no, go ahead. We got cut off. Go ahead, try it again. Okay, you can text the people on Airbnb. So I text the guy in, in Argentina, I said, Hey, why are your prices so expensive? You know, if 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 the hype with the inflation, he goes, No, everything's based in dollars. So 
it doesn't matter. Like, like everything's dollars here, so you're not going to get a good deal. Yeah. And he wouldn't move on the prize, Mike. <laughs> I don't doubt it, man. So think about this. Like, everybody, like, so, you know, un unemployment is through the roof down there because all the young generation, the unskilled generation, they're the ones, like, just not working. But the older generation has businesses and own real things. They price everything in dollars because they have dollar bank accounts. And I want to say, as of last year, they had to, like, they stopped being allowed to hold dollars in their bank accounts. And of course, everybody got properties abroad and stuff like that and accounts abroad. So just the people who don't have any type of monetary literacy, you know, actually are still dependent upon the peso. So everybody else got dollars. So they got dollars. And here we like to use gold and silver as insurance hedges against currency. So the day of reckoning is going to come for those dollar lovers as well sometime in the you know future or whatever. Yeah. I can't wait, Mike, but man, it's, it's just taking a little too long, man. I'm starting to lose the faith, Mike. Oh, man, I'm very patient. I'm very patient because think about this. And I, so here's a good analogy. Like I talked about earlier, like, you know, you got to. So if metals is your insurance, like, you know, typically you don't like to you, you wouldn't want to have to file a claim just because who actually gets a policy for the day of actually wanting to use it. It's always if something happens. And so say, for example, if like if your house burned down, it's insured. But then again, I think about all the how that will alter your life to where you might be able to rebuild, but imagine if you can't rebuild the way you want to rebuild, you won't be so excited about that. Would you, even well, though, well, even though, even though you'll get, even though you'll get cashed out with your insurance policy, but it still won't be the same feeling. Cause everybody around you said several houses on the block burned down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, but Oprah's house, Mike, that one does not get touched. <laughs> All you have to do is paint your roof blue. All the houses that have blue paint, their houses are fine, so it, it must have been an inside thing there. What the hell is going on with that, Mike? That is nuts. Yeah, that's just how they operate, man. But hey, appreciate you calling, man. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thanks for taking my yeah, call. Be good. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paint your roof blue, and the fire will just pass right by your house. Anyway, that's just what I saw on the internet. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? To the Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson, former PM and great friend of uh, Ukraine, awarded honorary degree. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I bet you Biden gonna get a medal too after his administration is up. So here's a question. I saw an article. Let me pull this up real quick. And so <laughs> uh, it was kind of funny. Let me see. Uh, where is it at? It, it's talking about Basically, that Biden is too old. <laughs> no, no, that's the wrong one. No, so here, but here's here's one of the one of the little headlines here. Let me move myself out of the way. So, too old, eighty-year-old Biden works to combat worries about his age and re-election bid. And so, <laughs> this guy. Oh man, just it's so much stuff on the internet. It's just this just clowning this guy. It's just amazing. This is the representation for this country. But then again, I know what they're trying to do. But it's sad to say, as of right now, there will be no DNC debates because there are no real candidates. And I thought about the fact that GOP could be on a second or third debate. Of course, all argued about Trump, and the DNC can just get by and go right into like you know some type of second round, third round election without even debating just because there's no one to debate. And on top of that, they control the software and they control the ballots. So will they actually, so there's no such thing as an election because when the whole game is rigged against you, like, you know, what, what exactly are you voting for? It's all an illusion. Biden was a ground zero 9-11. Damn, never knew that. Uh, like, I never knew that either. What was he doing there? If he was there. Trump is not the Messiah. I agree. A hundred percent. I just think that it's, it's no coincidence that there's a figure that has been placed in the limelight at this exact time that is able to stir up hope and excitement amongst a somewhat growing portion of the population that has their attention and loyalty to where like, a lot of people, you know, will follow him all the way to the end because there is no other figures out there. Like people are so fi fixed on some man rather than realizing our country itself, the entire government structure 
is a problem that, that not one single person can fix. And the primary example I thought about this not long ago and a lot of the narratives that they're using, you know, drain the swamp. I'm th- and I, after the last couple of years now of hearing that term and I, I've come to realize you can't drain the swamp because the swamp is the government. And so no one, no single person can, can, can eradicate <laughs> lawlessness and injustice at its core. No one, not no single human being. And so it's like, we're going to always argue amongst ourselves about who says this, what's the greatest talking points. They're all selling you an idea of what they can do, but the system is bigger than all level. The swamp is bigger than Trump. The swamp is bigger than DeSantis, Vivek. And, you know, the swamp is the government. And there's no way at this current moment of getting rid of this government unless 300 some plus million Americans wake up to what's going on and take action. Until that happens, everything else is just hopium, in my opinion. But I could be wrong. I always leave a little bit of space just in case I'm wrong. All right, my good people. As always, it has been great connecting on a Thursday. Tomorrow at noon, we're doing the M2 Money Show. Thanks to one of the community members that put that, that suggested that. I thought that was cool. Mario liked it too. So we're going to run with the M2 Money Show. Uh, M squared, M2. I'm not figuring out what which, which one comes first. But anyway, so we'll connect tomorrow. I'll talk about some of the events from, from this past week and as well as take questions, thoughts, and ideas. So feel free tomorrow at noon, check in with us. Set a reminder. The thumbnail is up. Set a reminder so you can join us. And I look forward to, uh, you know, excuse me, kicking with you guys again. And on the way out, if you don't mind, hit that thumbs up button, show your love for the channel. And if you're on social media, if you're on Twitter or um, or any other platforms, Facebook, whatever, share this video so more people can come and join us and learn and listen and be encouraged as well. So that's the mission of the People's Talk Show, because everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an area of expertise that they currently have. This is where I want you guys to be able to share it. So. All right, my good people, be blessed, be safe. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow at noon. Shalom. Did you know that China is hoarding a massive amount of food? They will soon have over two thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. So what does China know that we don't? China is the world's number one importer, relying on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. This makes them the canary in the coal mine when it comes to global food shortages. As Americans, we need to be prepared for potential food shortages. That's where 4Patriot Survival Food comes in. Their kits are compact, stackable, and have received a 5-star review for their flavor and taste. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by using code RTD at checkout at 4Patriots.com. Don't wait. Prepare today. Once again, use code RTD at 4Patriots.com and save 10% on your